Hi, and welcome to episode 127 of No Crying in Baseball, the Patty Stayed the Fuck Home episode. My name's Patty. I'm lonely. I'm talking across Skype to my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. This is so fucking weird. And like you even titled that episode the Patty Stayed the Fuck Home episode. But it's it's crazy. Last week we were a few feet apart, but not like there's just not a lot of space here. And things are yeah. things have gotten more tense in this past week. Things have gotten more tense. You know, and I didn't want Mr. Potty Mouth to have to follow me around your house with a Clorox wipe in his hand, you know, to get the doorknob and get, you know, whatever I touch. That's just, that's not, that's not fair to him. Yeah. And we don't have any, so it would be fucked. You don't have any. Yeah. Also bad. <laughs> well, I could bring my own, but then he couldn't touch it. Oh my God. Yeah. So on a, on a related note, dear listeners, the sound might not be quite as stellar as in our usual interviews that we do on the show, because usually we tell the people on uh, no video, the sound's better that way and that... That way I get to conceal my mysterious identity. But Patty and I can't not like look at each other while doing this. So we have the Skype on the video feed and just fuck it. You can deal with it, right? They're going to have to. You yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the right thing to do. Hey, do we still have beer? We are running low, but we have several oh. places around town that deliver beer, including wonderful Denizen's Brewery, which ha- you got the beer mobile, right? I did. The beer mobile came to my house. I coordinated a delivery with a couple of my neighbors. So we got a couple cases of beer between between us. And the cool thing that they are doing is any tips that are earned go to the the workers they had to furlough. Oh, that's so cool. Of this. So everyone is tipping heavily. And hopefully we're keeping these brewers of fine beer in business and helping the, the folks they had to fire, at least temporarily. Yeah, you know what? One of our city councilmen got a delivery. Did you see this? And posted it on Facebook, the video of Julie from Denizen's driving up and bringing him his beer. And he has a pretty huge following. So I'm really hoping that that helps oh, because they are good oh, I'm people. So glad about that. I don't get to video you today, but I will pop in what Cam sent me. That's right. We had my own tech support help with the video, but I'm still going to tell you what's happening on today's show. So the big news is the potty mouths have adopted a baseball son. So so new mom, potty mouths, can tell you all about that. We have a little bit of health news that's actually not pandemic related. Surprise there. And most of what we're going to talk about is, in fact, pandemic related. Um, what's happening across all the professional sports. We've got baseball players finding ways to stay in shape in the new world order. We are Finding ways to pay stadium workers and hopefully minor league players. Let's start with that birth announcement. Sounds good to me. So it's cool to start with happy news um, after all this. We have adopted. We now have a baseball son. Uh, we A few weeks ago, I think it was two or three weeks ago, it was the beginning of March that we talked to Michael Rivers from uh, Adopt a Minor League Play on, on Twitter. And since then, he has made an incredible amount of matches, over 300 today, but I think that's going to just continue to increase. He has someone who's helping him who deals with the the Latino players, the Spanish-speaking players. And uh, I contacted him a little while ago saying, you know, would it be more helpful to have somebody who can speak Spanish uh, available for a player who maybe isn't as comfortable with English? And he said that was a good idea. And it took a little while, but we finally found Eris Israel Filpo who is living in the Dominican Republic, and actually he went back there. He he was here in Arizona for um, uh, Arizona spring, spring training. training, that thing. Call spring yeah, spring, yeah, spring training. Uh, he is in the Rangers organization, but when everything went to hell, he went. He got back to the Dominican Republic, 
And he says, actually, that he feels safer there now because he's up in the mountains. And the, the area of the country that he's in is sort of surrounded by mountains. So I'm hopeful. So built-in social distancing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to be okay there. The deal with adopting a player, as you guys heard, is you, you do basically whatever you want. So I was kind of looking forward to having a local, well, not too local, but, you know, mailable kind of player. So you could send care packages and things like that. But, you know, the world has gone so crazy since then. And a dollar here goes really far in the DR. So until he gets back, we're just going to be sending him a little bit of money each month. And he was super appreciative. Appreciative. He did have a Wi-Fi phone. So he took me on a little tour around where he lives. And it's very rural, very different than anything in the United States. Although he said that um, he has never actually been to a city in the U.S. Because when where he has w- he been? He he was he was actually first drafted by the Rockies um, in 2016, right? And he's only 21 now, so he's been playing uh, playing a while in his young years. And he was in Grand Junction, Colorado. I think that's where their rookie league is. And he was also in Boise, Idaho, and Asheville, North Carolina. Okay, for the record, I have been to two out of those three places, and they are cities. They're not giant cities, but they're real cities. Really? They're, like, not, they're not rural. They're cities. Okay. Yeah. So he they should have, like have some sort of... everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess I should not judge Boise. I've been to Asheville. Asheville is really lovely, actually. Very super hip. It's And their, their team is called the Asheville Tourists. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So it, I don't know. He hasn't been, you know, to D.C., New York, Boston. But this this summer, hopefully he's going to be in Nashville. So hopefully we can take a road trip. Go visit. That would be super fun. I hope we get to leave our houses by then because that would be great. I'm just amused that the places you've identified as cities are places that you've lived or where you, your kid is. <laughs> or L.A. <laughs> I don't know. You know, those big uh, Chicago. I could add. I could add in more of the same yeah, sort of sure. stature, caliber. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> well, tell me something else. I, you guys are fantastic parents. I'm sure you'll be great parents for for Eris. Is that correct? Eris? Yeah. Yeah. E R I S. I hadn't heard of that name before, but he was. He seemed very sweet. Excellent. That's a good match. I hope that it works out for everybody involved. Hey. So some players that uh, we've known for a while uh, have health issues that are not at all related to the pandemic. And one of them is our pal, Chris Sale, who has to have Tommy John surgery. And he had barely come back from elbow injuries, right? Yeah, there, there are and people sort of be out. Yeah, people on, on both sides of this, there are people who are saying, you know, this is evidence that he should have had it last year. That's why he was sucking so much last year. And then there are other people saying, well, he's only having it now because of the virus. Maybe he could have like, I don't know. But how, how could you stick out the whole season with that? I don't know, but also, is he going to really be able to have Tommy John? Aren't we like, isn't that a an elective surgery that maybe? Oh, I'm curious. I don't, no one said it's scheduled for this week or anything, but the big news was he's going to have to have it. That's a really good point. He should not. I mean, he really fucking should not. It's not like he's he would be back even if there is a season this year. I mean, it's going to be next year or later anyway. Yeah. So. I'm curious to see how. I'm sure we'll know. We'll find out. It's terrifying. Um, also, you know, so Aaron Judge was, you know, uh, questionable for opening day because he had a broken rib. If you remember this, now opening day is questionable itself. But it just got released that Aaron Judge had a collapsed lung. Oh my it god! It wasn't just a broken rib. He had a freaking collapsed lung. So that apparently is better now. And 
for some of these guys who had like injuries around spring training or earlier that weren't sure about opening day are probably going to be fine for opening day if and when when we ever have it. That's really scary, though. I hope he doesn't get sick. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I was just going to move on to to the rest of the wide world of sports, but I was pretty surprised by that whole, how do you hide a collapsed collapse lung? I don't but know. That makes me nervous for Aaron Judge too, especially when we go over to like who else is not um, doing well in, in the world of sports because the lung, the respiration, like if something's messed up with his respiration, oh God, you know, they're just getting sick. Like sports people, like everybody else is starting, are starting to get sick. Oh, so should I keep? You, got? you, I was, you added some people to the list. Yeah, I should keep talking about that then. Um, yeah, we I found I found this link to basically that gives like a daily update of who in the world of sports has gotten the virus. It's a little, it's a little dire and depressing to look at, but hey, maybe you want to check it out. We'll link to it. Last week we mentioned that there were ten people who were out, out and now it's up to twenty nine listed. So almost tripled. Uh, Notably, basketball seemed to be the biggest one, which makes sense because that's where it started, right? That was the first league that we knew about somebody who was positive and making contact with other players. And so along with the two Jazz and the one Piston from last week, there's Marcus Smart of the Celtics, who actually has been positive and vocal on Twitter about people being careful. And um, three from the 76ers and two Lakers. It's a lot of basketball players. I mean, that just kind of says how being aware that you're positive is really important. Yeah. And also, I think a lot of teams had the whole team tested in basketball mm-hmm. because there was a known case. Right. And teams that had played them recently, it made sense for them to get tested. So we have more information, I think, about basketball than we do. Like some baseball teams have said, it's not responsible for us to test an entire team when people are all asymptomatic right now, we don't have any known contact. That's a waste of resources. That's, you know, save it, save it for people who need it. That's really interesting. And I think you're right on because the Yankees, I think, are the only one whose team is still quarantined in place, like that they didn't go back home. Right. Maybe there are a couple others, but for, for minor league is what I'm saying. Um, right. And the only minor league reports are to Yankees players. So I wonder if they're the only minor league team that has to report. Like, that's a really important part of the data. So one of the interesting things about the minor leagues is, if you, I think last week we talked about this, that a lot of the minor league spring training facilities were staying open because that gave these minor league players a place to live yeah. and it fed them, right? And for a while, for the major leagues too, the popular knowledge, what, you know, the, the general feeling was keep these guys in a place where we can control the environment and that will protect them. You know, we know what kind of cleaning is happening here every day and we know, you know, but then the, the guidance came out about, no, no, there's too many people together at one time and all that. So eventually everybody got sent home, but for a while that was a really good option. So we thought keep these guys together in a place that can be supervised and controlled. Yeah. So now everyone's, you know, going off home and it is just the minor leaguers so far. But interestingly, the um, the major league is sort of like they're putting in um, sort of structures in place that if you know, what's going to happen if, if we have somebody on a major league team who gets, a, you know, a positive test, 
identified. What do we do? How do we like play that out and protect other people? And also giving them that possibility that I think you were just talking about, about people being local, about being a spokesperson. If this mm-hmm. happens to you, if you want that invasion of your privacy, because it's basically yeah. saying, hey, by the way, if you're willing to do that, use your powers for good and say, okay, this happened to me. It can happen to you. And how do we help the rest of the general public? You know, how, how are you using this terrible diagnosis for good? Oh, and that's, so that's a possibility that's out there. That's a super important point to point out, though, is that some people are anonymous and some people are not. And I, you know, I wonder what kind of thinking goes into that choice, because we know that it's Marcus Smart from the Celtics, Celtics, but we only know it's three 76ers. We don't know which ones. So what goes behind those decisions either to talk or not to talk and which one what's I don't know if one's actually better for the society. Yeah, and I think we do need to respect, you know, personal decisions about that. It's, It's a personal health situation. But I, I do like do like that there are there are platforms in place for people who are willing to talk about it, yeah. to talk about it and maybe help other people. I want to say one more thing about the Yankees minor leaguers, because there's 150 of them oh, wow. that are quarantined across a couple of hotels around near their spring training facility. And so they're, they'll be there for two weeks and they get deliveries of meals. And they get to be together sort of when they pick up their meals. They get like texts like the, the caterer is coming or whoever is whoever's coming. And then they're pretty much back in their rooms. And most of them have between one and three roommates, depending on their their level of are they AAA or are they AA or are they single A? But they're pretty much stuck in their rooms. So um, so Michael Rivers, who you talked about earlier from Adopted Minor League Player, did a fundraising drive to send care packages. These guys don't need meals because those are coming in. But he sent them video games. and lego kits and you know snacks but all, and decks of cards and all kinds of things because they're they are stuck in their rooms for a couple of weeks and um he sent them a pizza party and so the they've, they've been sending photos back as you can see on twitter about thank you this is making us so happy it's helping because we're stuck and we're bored yep yeah yeah he's doing so many good things so also along minor leaguers um the majors are going to pay them a little bit. It was announced this past Thursday that minor league players will be paid a lump sum that would be equal to the um, the allowance they would get through April eighth from when they you know when they were shut down through April eighth, and April eighth would have been the end of minor league spring training. And this is the like sort of like the food um, lodging allowance that they get. Now, interestingly, there are exceptions. That they weren't all that clear about, but if these guys were already getting food and lodging paid for, they wouldn't get also the money because the money was to, you know, cover those expenses. So these aren't the guys that are already getting the major league spring training money that we talked about before. These are guys who are in minor league camp, you know, on you know, not on a major, not on, not invited to major league mm-hmm. spring training or anything, would be getting these checks, which are about. Like eight hundred dollars, I think. That's what I saw. Eight hundred bucks. I thought that didn't sound like a lot of money, really. Depending, especially depending on where you live. Right. So this is basically what they would have been paid anyway. Yeah, which, which is, is not which is bad. <laughs> so like, for the guys who went home, I think teams paid for them to travel home. So some of those expenses were paid, but this is basically paying them what they would have been paid. But the same announcement where that was put out also said that. Major League Baseball is developing, and I quote, an industry-wide plan 
to how how to support these guys going forward. Good. The only thing that they acted on so far was spring training, but they know here comes the season, which is when they get the actual salary such as it is. So that is trying to, they are trying to work that out. There's just, there are no hints yet what that's going to look like. That is really good to know, especially for, for my son, right? He's one of these folks and that's going to, that's, that's definitely going to help them out a lot. Anything would help. The other fund that um, the, the major league baseball announced last week, this is separate from the, um, the, the charitable donations that we talked about on last week's show for food banks and things and meals on wheels and things like that. This is, each team, the 30 teams, each ponied up a million dollars to pay their stadium workers. It is left to individual teams how they're going to do that. Like, what is your mechanism going to be? But they all agreed that each of them will come up. Each team will come up with a million dollars to support these you know, part-time stadium workers in the absence of having actual work for them to do. So that's a plus, too. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of laughing at the individual teams Twitter feeds that day that it was announced because they each announced it as if it were them. It was like, you know, the Rockies are going to do this. The Nationals are going to do this. And by the way, everybody else is too. It was very much a team first kind of, we are doing the right thing. Yeah. I think each team is in fact going to take care of their own. So I can kind of see that, but it's true. They did it in concert. They (laughs) did it all together. Like, all right, all right, here we go. Hey, you know what? Even in the absence of a season we're forging ahead putting together our fantasy league because we need something hopeful to do yeah so we're each gonna have a team as of as of today we have a fantasy league if you haven't been listening before welcome we have baseball boyfriends and these are guys that we pick during the off season every week we pick one per team we pick different guys they have to be cool both on the field and off the field, especially if they have some good stories about off the field. That definitely draws our attentions. So at this point, we have more boyfriends than we have spaces on a team. And the aim of this whole boyfriend thing really is to have a fantasy team that we can play through the season, made up of guys that we know are cool and there are no assholes allowed. So we're making our cuts this week. The other importance of this actually is for you all, please play with us. We're going to have a fantasy league team, fantasy team league. All right. The order is important there. And (laughs) we need people to play with. And we're going to announce our guys now, which means that everybody else is up for grabs. And if you've been listening to us for a while, like the past two seasons, we already screened a ton of guys for you. So please uh, DM us. We'll give you the contact information later. But I'm going to announce my starting lineup from the guys that I have been carefully picking. So Potty Mouths, Potty Mouths. Oh, I can't even say my name. And then the pee popping is going to be great for the mic. Potty Mouth Posse starting lineup. That's what I'm saying right now. I am drinking a beer, by the way. Um, Catcher. I had to go with Wilson Contreras. I loved his Venezuelan sleeve and his spunk. And he's ranked pretty high, so I'm looking for good players as well. So I'm happy with Contreras. He's my starting catcher. First baseman, I'm taking the Dodgers Max Muncy, even though I know a lot of Padres friends out there might be wincing. But it's because Eric Hosmer, you guys couldn't recommend him. So here we are with Muncie. I like his rags to riches story or load, not rags to riches, but low to high. Like he he was at the low. He had gotten released in 2017. He's in the home run derby 2018. That kind of tenacity. 
Good sign. You are going to get so many points for Max Muncy. Stop apologizing. Okay. He's going to score you many points. I will be so happy. I'm going to totally put a special eye on Max Muncy. I'll be so happy when he does well. <laughs> Luis Arraez, who is in the Twins' second base character, was my first instinct for picking him because I love the Chichen Shang picture that he did with Astudio. So that's kind of my kind of humor. And also he has a really good uh, contact percentage. Gleyber Torres of the Yankees. So this is the fucked up part. I have a Yankee on my team and I don't have a Red Sox. Go figure. How weird. It is weird. It is weird. But that's life in this weird fucked up 2020 that we're in. So I would be stupid not to not to pick Gleyber Torres. We had to pick a Yankee. I have a lot of good shortstop picks, actually. But I just I would be stupid not to pick him. Uh, plus Santiago will be happy, I guess. That's my friend who's a Yankees fan. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the Blue Jays. I just love the father-son thing. I, I love whenever his dad's around, and I love seeing his dad post about him. So that's just kind of a heartwarming thing. And and he's good. And, I mean, yeah, he's good. About him. <laughs> he's good. Like the home run derby, you know, he didn't win it, but he made it so that Alonso was able to win it, essentially. Um, Juan Jose Soto Pacheco of the Nationals. My outfield here, uh, how can I not pick someone from the World Series winning team, really? You can't not. You yeah, can't especially because we live here and that's the stadium we go to. I had to pick him in my outfield. The rest of the outfield was a little trickier for me. I went with Luis Robert of the White Sox because he just seems like just such a hot new face. And we don't know what's coming, but he's the number three prospect. So it's got to be something good. And wait, there's one more. Oh, Yeah. Franmil Rays. So I put my like last three I was debating between on Twitter and my Padres friends came through for me. Of course, you totally convinced me. There's some great videos there in the feed about Franmil. He has, and this is the best quote, was that he has style, personality, and a huge heart. And uh, yeah, that sounds baseball boyfriend those to are, me. That's absolutely right it. There. That's absolutely it. And, and I'm blanking. I know it's bullpen babe's husband, but I think... <laughs> I remember her, but uh, I think it's Roy. Thank you. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> You're all wonderful. Oh, wait, there's more. Um, utility. There's more. Just real quick. We get to pick three utility, five bench, and then pitching you heard about last week. Utility, I have Ryan McMahon, Idemargo Vargas of the D-backs. McMahon was the Rockies. And Yoshimoto Tutsugo of the Rays, who's actually DH, but I, I'm just going to make it work. Um, and on the bench, I have Omar Navarrez of the Brewers, Eric Hosmer of the Padres, hoping that at least he can fill in when he's needed, Jeff McNeil in the Mets, Mike Yastrzemski of the Giants, because Yastrzemski, I, how could I not? At least I don't have a, ro- a Red Sox, but I have Yastrzemski. And <laughs> Aristides Aquino of the Reds. I was yep. going to do Joey Gallo, but... Our friend Glenn on Twitter said that he had his eye on him. So I, because he's been really nice to us, I'm acquiescing, letting him have Gallo, Gallo, Gallo. It's definitely Gallo. And um, I'll take Aquino. And uh, yeah, and I talked about the pitching. I I could say one more thing about the pitching now, I guess. Shout out to Marcus Stroman we talked about last week because he's been spending his time on Twitter recruiting for the 2021 U.S. World Baseball Classic team. So that's a pretty good way to be spending your downtime. And of the people who it seems like agreeing, there's a very high percent of no crying in baseball, baseball boyfriends. 
in the outfield. Mike Trout, no, but but Mookie Betts, Joey Gallo, David Dahl, Aaron Judge, and Christian Yelich are all either current or past boyfriends. And then them, plus along with Cody Bellinger, that's a good outfield. Like, that's a lot of options. I don't know who's going to be starting, but go figure. Uh, infield, Nolan Arenado was not a pick of ours, but Pete Alonso was. And, and Boba Fett, Bobachette <laughs> is yours, and Whit Merrifield was yours, and Eric Hosmer I had picked. And then for pitching so far, the only ones I saw were Stroman, Clevenger, Bauer, and Bueller. And that's the roundout of the USA World Baseball Classic team recruited by Stroman, hopefully. I mean, they need a few more players in some places, maybe less in the outfield, but it, it sounds like a pretty awesome team. Well, sure. We pick a lot of those guys all the time. So I, he has, he has good taste. He's got very good taste. And he's funny. He's a good, he's a good follow. Check him out. So as the commissioner, I have absolutely no extra advantages whatsoever. (laughs) So so here's my starting lineup. So for catcher, JT Realmuto of the Phillies, uh, Pete Alonzo, my starting first baseman, surprising no, no one who wouldn't want the polar bear. Uh, Brandon Bam Bam Lau, the Rays for a second baseman, even though his wife's actually my Rays boyfriend. Uh, Boba Fett, as, as Potty Mouth mentioned, of the Blue Jays. Bo Bichette is my shortstop. Matt Chapman, sticking with my propensity to select Matt, is my third baseman from Oakland. He's your welcome, Aloy Matt. Jimenez. He is my welcome, Matt. He's one of the welcome Matts. Um, Eloy Jimenez of the White Sox is part of my outfield, as is. Christian Yelich, my once and forever boyfriend, and Oscar Mercado of the Cleveland team, who is one of those guys who is weirdly benefiting from a delayed season start because he had sprained his wrist and was questionable for opening day. And now I doubt he'll be questionable. Interesting. Yeah. So my utility guys, that's where I put my Yankee, Miguel Andujar, because I couldn't not. I mean, he's great. Good. He's great. And he's he's that's perfect. He's perfect for utility. Absolutely. Yeah. He is, and um, and Jack Peterson of the Dodgers and Shohei Otani's got to be somewhere in that lineup, man. So I've got him on my utility. You so, you had a tough decision for your outfield too. Yeah, I did. I I definitely did. There there are some guys. Uh, I, so I stashed a few. So my bench is where I put a lot of the guys, the boyfriends that I picked that were actually still prospects and weren't sure things to be playing this year, but I do think they're going to get their call ups and. Who knows now when, if the season's going to start so much later, if at all. But I want to clear these guys. Wait, you cool. said if at all. Oh, no. I did because I'm a realist and I want I want to under-promise and over-deliver. Oh, That's no. That's what I want. All right, all right. Sorry, so, continue. And, and some, some of these guys are bets. Some of these guys are bets. But, for instance, Joey Bart is my backup catcher from the Giants. And Evan White, my backup first baseman from the Mariners. I really like these guys. They weren't necessarily a sure thing for opening day, but – I think are a pretty sure thing for later in the season. Um, Anthony Santander of the O's for my outfield. Um, Adani Hechevaria. Hechevaria. Yeah, you got it. Hechevaria. of Atlanta. And um, Carter Keenboom, because I could not have a national, even if it's on my bench. Uh, The idea is that he will be the starting third baseman, but, you know, they hadn't finished spring training, and that's why they were testing him out. So holding him there, hoping for the best. And as you know, I have all the Nationals pitchers as my, my team squad. So I've got, I've got your Max Scherzer, your Steven Strasburg, your Corbin, your Sanchez, your Joe Ross, your Daniel Hudson, 
Kamala Harris and Sean Doolittle, one of our favorite baseball players on the planet. And that's my starting lineup. We really want you guys to play on our fantasy league. So please get a hold of us on social media and say, yes, pick me. I want to have a team as part of your league. And then we'll let you know what to do. So Patty Month, if you can say how to find us, that would be great. You can find us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast or on Facebook and Instagram at No Crying and B-Ball. Or you can email us at ncibpodcast at gmail.com. Any which way, let us know that you're in our league. And Patty will get you all the details because she's the brains behind this operation for sure. Hey, we're going to do a cool thing over the next couple of weeks if it works. We are inviting our friend Blake on to give us scorekeeping lessons. So ideally, he'll be on a little bit over the course of the next couple, couple of shows to teach you the basics of scorekeeping. And maybe we'll watch some practice games together. A lot of MLB has made years worth of of historic ball games free on YouTube, on MLB.com. You can find these games. And so you can practice scorekeeping. So stick with us. And we're going to teach you a skill you might not already have. I'm excited about that. I'm going to pull out my old scorebooks because I did it as a kid, but not well. So I want to really learn the real way. I'm excited. That'll be fun. I have nothing to count down. We had nothing to count down. I'm sad, but you know what? We'll we'll count up. How about that? Is there something we can? We'll count up toward spring uh, opening day. That's the next thing. Okay, one. <laughs> right. <laughs> one. Okay, we're at one. If you are new to no crying in baseball, all of this downtime is a great chance to start listening to some old episodes and see what you missed. If you've been a longtime listener, now's a good time to tell your friends who are stuck in their homes with nothing to do about our show. If you think they'd like listening to us talk about baseball so they can do some catching up too and maybe be on our fantasy league. And until next time, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. <laughs>